The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. It's time to get fired up. Fired Up is a show that delivers both business impact and social importance. Get ready to explore the connection between communications and human motivation. Our guests will share ideas on how to create higher returns on your communication investments by engaging the people who matter most. Our host, Gordon Rudo, CEO of Bonfire Communications, has bridged the communications gap from startups and nonprofits to the Fortune 500, from political leaders to celebrity CEOs. Get ready to be fired up with your master communicator, Gordon Rudo. Welcome to Fired Up, just a brief Reminder to the gist of our show, um, Fired Up is really for professional communicators and business leaders, and we are focusing the show on these two audiences primarily uh, to really help them connect with and inspire and engage uh, and generally fire up their audiences. Um, why? Uh, well, our theory is that we're banned by, or, uh, bound together by a, a common cause, that at the end of the day, our jobs are to simply said, Get people to do stuff. Sometimes the stuff is what they want to do. Sometimes it's not. But whether we're a communicator in the advertising space, getting people to buy our stuff, or in the HR space to, to join our process or our change, or as a business leader to have people passionately engage with and, and join us on our mission and our strategy, um, we all want to get people to do stuff. And we are looking at this issue from a variety of different perspectives. And this week, the perspective is one that has to do with our brains. We have a, uh, a world-renowned neurobiologist on the phone, somebody who has more than just brain theory in her background. She is a, an educator, a consultant, a strategist. She has one of the richest and most unique backgrounds of any person I know. Uh, I am thrilled to have her on, Dr. Donna Markova. Welcome. Thank you. So we're going to dive right in, Donna. Um, and for those who have not had any exposure to Donna or her material, uh, she's the author, uh, author of many, many books, uh, several of them I will name here, On Living with Passion and Purpose, Spot of Grace, The Smart Parenting Revolution, I Will Not Die and Unlive Life, which I can tell you I have friends that have been profoundly touched by, uh, the Art of the Possible, The Open Mind. The Open Mind actually changed the way that I look at my work, and I've had exposure to Donna through this book and through a hands-on practice over the last year, which has been a radical shift to uh, my worldview and this work and how we approach it, so I'm excited to dive right into that stuff. Uh, the un- un- Unused Intelligence, How Your Child is Smart, also the author uh, or the editor of a very well-known book, Random Acts of Kindness, uh, which she helped uh, both edit and start a movement around. So we're, we're thrilled to have her and uh, diving into this issue of engagement and passion and connection. How do, we, uh, how do we better understand this? So as we start diving in, Donna, why do you think this is an important issue today? 
Well, I think those of us that are leading, particularly those of us who spend a lot of time communicating with other people, um, ourselves have to uh, lead from the inside out instead of the outside in. I think eight years of George Bush has taught us, if nothing else, that uh, trying to communicate from the outside in, which means as if there were a bank camera following you around, um, is not the most effective way to inspire people um, with purpose and passion. So we need to dive into understanding how people are wired. How do, how do we do that? Well, I think you have to begin with yourself. So anyone, anyone, anyone has what's called mirror neurons scattered throughout their brains. We know very little about them. We're just discovering something about them. But it, they do tell us that we can feel and sense in our bodies the emotional intent of another person. So as a leader or as a communicator, if you are, if your intent is to get other people to like you or get other people to buy something from you, everybody in the audience knows that and they automatically shut down. Um, if, on the other hand, you are coming from the inside out about something that you care deeply about and something that you have a lot of passion about and something that you want to inspire in other people, everybody in the audience will sense that and they'll begin to align with you. So it's the difference between that I make, the distinction between motivation and inspiration. Beautiful, beautiful distinction. And as you start framing this point of view, I'd love to step back and, and share with the audience how you got here. I mean, studying neurobiology and ending up working with CEOs of Fortune 100 companies. Can you just bridge that for us? Well, this story actually is a, is a circle, as all stories are, and it starts way before then. It starts with the fact that my father was the CEO of a company called Hiram Walker, and uh, he had a secret, which is that he couldn't read. Um, so I, as his 8-year-old daughter, beginning when I was 8 and ending when I was 15, would sneak into his office no one knew that he couldn't read, and I would read all of his papers on a reel-to-reel tape recorder. And at night, after everyone had left, he would listen to my voice and memorize by ear what he had heard from me. And that was the beginning of my career as what I call a professional thinking partner. Um, I began to explore some questions out of that that obsessed me, such as how come someone as brilliant as my father, who was an inspirational leader, by the way, he could inspire tens of thousands of people, although he could not read a newspaper or a business letter, um, what, what, how come his brain was functioning in a different way than other people's brains? And what did it mean um, that he could be so brilliantly effective and yet be labeled as dyslexic or, you know, we have thousands of... So that question has led me and compelled me and obsessed me for my whole life. And I've gone round and in and out and through and up and down, but still here I am and I still am a thinking partner to CEOs and major companies and organizations and still I'm helping people find what I call their sweet spot what their innate gifts and talents are that light them up and how to share those with other people. Beautifully said, and I'd love to hear, with this current environment, uh, major economic downturns, wars that are going on, um, we have a material-obsessed society. 
what do we do now? What's, what's firing you up about this current situation and, and what we need to do about it today? Well, my life has always been about what I call blessings in disguise, um, which is probably what my new book's going to be about, actually. Uh, in other words, I've had cancer four times. Um, I've had many uh, challenges, many events that have happened to me, but my resilience, as it were, or my capacity to renew my life energy comes from um, reframing or rethinking about those challenges and perceiving them as opportunities within which I can grow my own capacity. I have lived through many economic upturns and downturns. And again, I found the same exact principle, that it, it's not, as Viktor Frankl said, the events that happen to us but how we frame them, what meaning we give to them, and what we do with them. And usually in dark down times like this is where the greatest innovations are born. The Renaissance was born out of the Dark Ages. So those of us that, it, and you, have, you can't fake this, you know, uh, reframing is something you truly have to do from the inside out. I think the opportunity for those of us that are communicators is that we can be educators as well. Um, not just selling stuff, as it were, but truly the, the word educate means to lead out that which is within. And the leaders that I am observing that are thriving and being really successful in this market are leaders that have the capacity to inspire people and to recognize their greatness and to help them find their greatness. Fantastic. We want to talk about that more specifically after our break. And knowing that we have business leaders and communicators listening here, um, I want to hear from Donna about what are you learning today? Um, this is what the successful folks are, are doing, as you described. Uh, what are you learning today, and what can people start doing about it? What can they take away from this radio show and start thinking about or doing differently? So we're going to take a short break and get back with Donna about applying what she's saying in real time to the situations that we have today. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Fired Up on WebmasterRadio.fm will return after this short break. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Oh, wise master, I've climbed up this mountain to seek your wisdom. Yes, how can I help you, my son? I've traveled far to ask why my business isn't growing. You are on top of this mountain when you should be on topnichenetworks.com. But I need answers. You should be on topnichenetworks.com. Specializing in direct marketing and lead generation as well as list management, topnichenetworks.com has exclusives and leading payouts. They welcome new affiliates with hot offers. We don't seem to get the results we need at a price we can afford. Topnichenetworks.com will work on a performance-only basis, so you only pay for results. TopNicheNetworks.com has the answers that you've been seeking for making your business a success on a performance-only basis. And that's a good thing, because my butt's falling asleep. When it comes to finding the right customers with the right keywords, all you have to remember is ABC Search. ABC Search is the world's largest privately held pay-per-click network 
giving advertisers the best pay-per-click traffic. With over 6 billion searches a month and industry-leading protection using ClickShield, their patent-pending fraud identification software, you can trust ABC Search to deliver the best possible traffic. When thinking about PPC and publisher solutions, all you need to remember is ABC Search. Quality partners, quality search. ABCSearch.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're getting fired up. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's Gordon Rudo. Okay, we're back with Donna Markova and those who have not had the uh, the listening pleasure of the earlier part of the show, uh, I urge you to rewind because there's some great nuggets in there. And Donna described uh, her history and how she got to this place and now helping Fortune 100 CEOs think about their organizations differently, how to passionately connect with people and rather than force people and come from a point of view of getting them to buy in um, to find their own personal passions, to find out what's inspirational for them, and to exude that, to come from an inside-out perspective. Uh, and with the communicators and business leaders that are listening today, we're going to move into uh, how do you need to think about this? So, Donna, if you can start sharing uh, some of what you're learning in today's crazy world of how to apply um, your models and your, your thinking processes, what's working today and what can we start thinking about? Well, I guess I begin with the communicator, and the simplest shift is we have to shift from the get to the give. Um, I think that people's whole concept of what they're doing as communicators and leaders is in the midst of going through a major reframe. Um, so uh, to shift from the get to the give requires this shift that I was talking about from the outside in, which um, a researcher, brilliant researcher at Stanford, her name is Carol Dweck, and she calls it a performance mindset or a fixed mindset. And it is that mindset where you're always performing and you're always watching yourself from the audience. And whatever you do, you're watching the kind of reaction that you are getting from other people. And unfortunately, the other side of that, one side of that is you don't take risks because you don't want anybody to see you fail. And you end up living your life doing things to other people and life does things to you. That's one mental set or one attitude. Another mental set that Dweck's research points to is what I call the growth mindset. And a growth mindset is you enter any situation by asking the question, how could this grow my capacity? And in that situation, you're never afraid of failure because failure becomes another opportunity to grow your own capacity. And what the brain does, actually, when you have that mental set, is it enables you, things pop into your mind, and it enables you to access your intuition and access the resources you have. But the most important part is it turns you into someone who what you want to give to other people is the opportunity to grow their capacity. And therefore, inspiration becomes automatic because everybody wants to grow their own capacity. So this is a major shift that I think that we're going through. This is a shift from, you know, MBAs becoming entrepreneurial. Um, that's part of having an entrepreneurial mindset. And we know now in um, 
neuroscience that our brains grow throughout our adulthood. It's called neuroplasticity, and we have the capacity to grow our brains um, and grow the synaptic connections in our brains and what's called neurogenesis, grow new cells. But in order to do that, you have to allow yourself novelty. You have to allow yourself to do things in non-habitual ways, and you have to be able to see yourself in a non-habitual way. And I might say you'd have to be able to see the world in a non-habitual way. So neuroplasticity, neurogenesis, these are concepts that many people are not familiar with. I think there is a common worldview that there's a certain age, and I don't know if it's third grade or fifth grade, that people believe that that our brains stop growing, that our neuropathways become set, and they're, they're done firing new pathways. Exactly. Talk about what this new neuroscience teaches us, and, and isn't that interesting? And, and your, your terms of isn't that interesting, and, and how can this grow my capacity? What are some of the levers that we have to allow for uh, novel approaches or novel ways to see the world? Well, just understanding, so I'm going to start, I'll, I'll get to what you're saying, but just understanding um, there has been research done with kids that were freshman dropouts in college, and they did nothing more than show them the brain weaving these gazillion new neural connections. In and of itself, just watching that 20-minute video of the percentage of kids that habitually had dropped out, it was more than 60% did not, just as a result of seeing and recognizing that their brain could grow new connections because it turns you from, instead of being an optimist or a pessimist, it turns you into a possibilist about yourself and your own future, and that is a positive contagion. What it requires is that when you have an experience, after that experience, instead of judging and critiquing yourself as if from a bank camera, from the outside in. You need to employ this very simple resource we all have that's called curiosity or even better, wonder. And the way that I do that is because I forget so easily is I use an acronym, which is ITI. Isn't that interesting? So I just, you know, was talking to you and there was no response. Now, I could go off into stories where all great storytellers and say, well, Gordon really isn't interested in what I'm talking about and who does he think he is not to be interested. Or I could tell another story and say, I'm really boring or whatever, you know. I could also just go, oh, Gordon hasn't said anything for a few seconds. Isn't that interesting? I wonder what's going on. What that does is allow your whole mind to open in wonder and create the possibility for neuroplasticity or neurogenesis because the brain loves wonder, and you cannot fake it. <laughs> you can fake curiosity. You cannot fake wonder. So you have to become a wonder junkie. And when people experience those with wonder, as you talked about the inside-out philosophy, right. what is right. the experience on the other side? The experience on the other side is um, this sense of both magnetism because rather than using your energy, when you want to motivate somebody, you have to use your energy dynamically. You have to use your energy. It's exhausting. But magnetic 
energy is not exhausting. In other words, you pull other people to you. That's one thing. And the second is it's contagious, the same way as things are negatively contagious. If you're around somebody that's um, very anxious or you're around somebody that's trying to get you to like them, um, it has a contagion through mirror neurons. It has an effect on you. Likewise, if you're around someone whose basic mental model is to grow their own capacity and be curious about how they can grow yours, when you're around someone with this inside-out wonder, um, your wonder rises to meet them. You are entrained by them. And the same way as a violin that's in tune, you put another violin in the room and you pluck the string, that string will entrain, it's called, itself to the one that's in tune. So we either tune up or we tune out. And I think we do that. Um, you know, if you, again, I, this isn't political, but if you look at George Bush, no matter how good his speechwriters were, um, he had this negative contagion because what he was saying was not coming from inside of him. It was so, forget about the quality of the ideas, just the communication. It was totally trained into him. It wasn't genuine. And you could sense that a mile away. Well, we do sense that. That has its positive sides, and the positive side is that if you are genuine, if you are authentic, if you are in a state of wonder, um, that that in and of itself will entrain people up. So could you contrast that? You, you reference our, our former president. Could you contrast that with our, our current president? How, do, how would you suggest uh, Barack Obama does on this particular uh, Well, domain? I mean, it's how Barack Obama came from nobody. <laughs> to um, being president with all the odds against him. First of all, he chose and chooses how he frames or reframes a particular incident. That's a choice from him. And so he'd say, well, I know some of you are, this is about abortion and some of you, this is about um, pro-life. And, but let's go to a deeper level question. What do we do about teenage pregnancy? That's called a reframe. Um, and questions and what questions you ask are fabulous ways of framing a space of wonder where people can connect. And master communicators can always do that. They find this juicy question to which they do not know the answer. And that question draws in other people into a state of connection. So uh, Barack Obama clearly has what I call this growth mindset. He's not afraid to admit that he failed, and he's not afraid to ask for help. Both of those are side effects of how do I grow my own capacity? How can this situation grow my own capacity? How could this economic problem grow my own capacity? How could it grow other people's capacity? And people find him, you know, very calm. Well, maybe that's his basketball. Basketball is a great training, by the way, for using both sides of your brain. Um, or in the martial arts, we call it center. And center is not ever any, anything that you have. It's not a fixed state. It's something that you lose, and you recognize you've lost it, and then you learn how to find it again, and then you lose it. It's a verb. It's a verb. And so, so it's what, interesting you, you keep bringing up these questions, these inquiries that we're asking ourselves. Isn't that interesting? How can this grow my capacity? Or what can I learn from this? Uh, last week when we were teeing up, this interview, Donna, I used a quote that you gave me several years ago when we were in a workshop in, uh, in Utah, and we were asking ourselves different questions, and you said, don't try to answer that question right now. Once you answer it, the power of the question is gone. 
hold on to that inquiry. And I just wanted to uh, ask our audiences to hold on to that inquiry as we go to a commercial break and bring Donna right back in a few minutes to take all of these fabulous concepts into some takeaways for you guys uh, to work with your organizations or your communities and hear about some of the broader things that she's doing, not just with organizations, but with community cities and even countries right after we come back from break. Stay tuned. Fired Up on WebmasterRadio.fm will return after this short break. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program and it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes like dedicated publisher support, analytics capability, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com, brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're getting fired up, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's Gordon Rudo. Okay, well, we are back. We are back with Dr. Donna Markova. And I urge you, if you're just catching up now, to rewind and catch where we've been um, because we've covered a lot of fascinating ground and I think you're going to have to hit pause a couple times because there's going to be some concepts here like neuroplasticity or neurogenesis or mirror neurons. You're going to learn all kinds of things about how our brains are wired and if we want to be effective as leaders or professional communicators to understand how we're wired to make sure that we're, from an inside-out perspective, coming from the right place and able to exude the kind of questions or the kind of interest and curiosity and power and wonder to get that from our audiences, to have them join us. Um, and as we start 
moving towards the end of the show, Donna, uh, taking these ideas into reality and for communicators and leaders to think about these things both for their own development um, but for also for them to accomplish what they're setting out for right now and in a highly complex environment to make sure that they're able to engage uh, the people that they need to and get the kind of participation and contributions that they need right now. What are some of the things that they should be thinking about right now and, and what are some of the takeaways that you'd offer? Well, one of the things they need to be thinking about is that their communications have to be multisensory and multidimensional. And what I mean by that is multisensory means that um, different minds communicate input information and output information in different ways. And so my book, The Open Mind, and our website, Professional Thinking Partners, is full of materials and resources about understanding that. But the takeaway is that you don't just show a PowerPoint and stand up there with a prepared speech. Um, that people, as soon as that PowerPoint goes up, goes up there, um, uh, people, their minds shift into a habitual, numbed-out state, and they're much more difficult to connect with. So your words, you need words, you need music, you need experiences, um, and you need authenticity. Multidimensional means that as leaders, we need to be able to create um, communications in many different modes, including right hemispheric modes. You, and what that means is right hemispheric modes means using experiences, movies, slides, um, it, it, it's much easier to influence the human brain through the right side of the brain than it is through the left side of the brain. And we seem to be living in a time where there's this big split between the, quote, left-brainers and the, quote, right-brainers. Well, there is no such thing as a left-brainer or a right-brainer. And what we know about mental health is it means integration of both sides of the brain. So that's another uh, challenge to us as leaders. Uh, to get even simpler but more difficult. It's to find the right questions. And sometimes the only ways you can find the right questions is to walk around and listen. So if I'm going to communicate, if I'm going to do a speech or whatever it's going to be, um, I walk around for 15 minutes in the lobby just listening so I tune my ear into what's important to the people that I'm going to be communicating with. It's my job to enter their model of the world. So I shift my breath, my language, my body movements, all of that, so I'm in their model of the world and then bring them around to my perspective. Well, you're, you're teeing up, uh, as you know, Donna, my worldview about this work, that there's an audience-centric approach that we need to take. We need to look at each of our audience segments or each individual that we're dealing with and understand their unique differences, understand the unique subjective view and perspectives that they bring. And the only way that we can do that, as you're suggesting, as, as last week's guest, Beverly Kay suggested, is to be in the inquiry and ask direct questions. So the direct question that you'd offer... Well, one of the direct questions I'd offer, for, I mean, before that, I just, you did that, and I just went off in a different place. So the place I went off is into this reframing. I think if we are going to change and shift as leaders and communicators, we're going to have to change and reframe our perspective, and that means reframe our language. If I'm talking to a group of people, I don't care if it's 30 million people on Oprah, wherever it is, they never in my mind are an audience. There are other human beings with whom I am there to connect. As soon as I use the word audience, my brain automatically starts popping up this program that gets me doing something to people instead of doing something with people. 
one of the questions that I love to ask is what right now, um, where is these people's passion? What are they passionate about? What do they want to know? What are they trying to understand? It's like a slew of questions. I don't try to answer them. I ask them, and then uh, like in a cartoon where they have the blank bubble over the head, I ask them and then just let my senses take in the experience that I'm in instead of trying to close my brain with an answer. Um, that starts to create that wonder, that ability and capacity to connect in, in wonder that I was talking about earlier. So stay in the wonder, listen to your senses. That, there's a piece here that's really about trusting yourself, right? I mean, if you're being in the wonder, asking questions, but trying to understand, there's a piece that is, is not about data and it's not about an answer. It, it's, it's, there's a connection piece, yes? Well, maybe the question coming from what you're saying, maybe the question to ask is, how can I trust myself with these people in this room? Maybe that's the question to ask. Because without answering it, (laughs) just like a hot air balloon, how can I trust myself? And then to breathe and then notice. One of the CEOs that I work with of a very large company, he's got 50,000 employees, and what he's doing at the end of every major town hall meeting that he's having with people, because they're so dispirited, is he picks out different people in the audience, and he trusts himself to recognize other people's potential. He doesn't necessarily trust himself to recognize his own, but he does trust himself to recognize others. So he spends the last 15 minutes of every communication recognizing people in the audience and recognizing, Jack, you know, what you did with your numbers was fabulous this last month, but what you did with the woman that worked in the mailroom was... So he's recognizing, and he goes through the audience, scattered, um, telling these stories, and people walk out of there with a sense of being seen and being recognized. He trusts himself recognizing others' potential and naming it. Um, so that, that came for him doing that, came from that question, what do I need to do to trust myself when I'm talking to 1,000 or 5,000 people in this company? That is a, a fantastic close to this phase of the conversation. Having people leave seen and understood, <laughs> leave people feel connected and a part of something, um, that's a that's what we're all shooting for. Having people feel like they're uh, they're part of something greater and and listened to and connected with. And what he's doing is he's not just going rah rah you're terrific because nobody believes that he's naming behaviors and actions that he has seen um, it, from each of those people. Um, so and they cannot deny it. Because they know that they, he, you know, they did help the lady in the water cooler, and they know that they did improve their numbers, and so that is truly how you build confidence and connection. You so be specific. Be in the question. Um, understand that everyone is unique and special, and by calling them an audience, to your point, you have to recognize these are human beings, special and unique human beings who want to feel understood. And be specific. Leave them with something. So I just want to thank you so much, Donna, for joining us today. I'm sure our audience has got 
uh, a lot or our human beings out there <laughs> got a whole lot out of this conversation I did and uh, sorry to have this come to a close so briefly we'll love to have another conversation with you but uh, thank you again Dawn I want to remind everybody that next week we have Terry McKinsey the head of communications for Sun Microsystems a fabulous thought leader in this field and I just want to also promote uh, PTP Inc. Dot com is that the best place to get dot your, your material on dot org dot org ptpinc.org you'll see all of Donna's books and her speaking engagements and you can learn a lot about her just by googling her name so thanks again and thanks to webmaster radio and we'll catch everybody next week